Okay, guys, I'm going to uh, to try something, going to do something um, that I haven't done before and that uh, they're really avoiding Babylon as a channel hasn't done before. Um, I'm going to do a reaction video. Now you see people like um, you know Michael Lofton does a lot of them. Um, our good friend Kyle Whittington uh, over at his self-name channel uh, does a lot of them as well. And, you know, Kyle does them really well. And um, it, like I said, it's not something we've done before. Not something I, I don't know if we'll do a lot of it, but uh, you know, a good friend of mine sent me a video today that just, uh, it got me pretty worked up to the point where, you know, I was kind of uh, real time, you know, real time responding to my friend in text, what I was thinking as I watched the video. And it just got me thinking that, um, that maybe I should do a reaction video. So so I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, let me know what you think of it. Um, you, if you know, if if you like it, like the video. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe to Avoiding Babylon. Um, but otherwise, you know, let me know your thoughts in the comments on either if you like the video itself, if you want to see more reaction videos from myself or from you know the loudmouth Italian stallion named Anthony, um, or you know. If you have any criticism, let me know that as well, too. But basically, this is a, a YouTube video from the New York Times opinion section um, from a black pastor who says he is pro-life. So let's um, let's listen to what he has to say, and let's, uh, let's see what we all think about it. So give me a second here while I try to put it on the screen. Okay, so let's uh, give this a shot. Hopefully, you'll all be able to hear this. Amen, amen. Let's have a frank conversation about this abortion issue. Let me just start off by saying that I am really pro-life. I believe in the sanctity of life, but I also... So right away, he starts off by saying he is really pro-life and really believes in the sanctity of pro-life. But, well, we all know that nothing you say before the word but really counts at all. You know, if you ever claim that you're you're pro-life, but, well, you're not really pro-life. You're really whatever you're, you know, nonsense you're about to spew out of your mouth. So right away, you know, he's letting us all know he's not pro-life. He doesn't actually believe in the sanctity of life. What he actually believes is all this nonsense where, you know, we have to listen to for the next four and a half minutes. So, I mean, right away, that's that's pretty telling. Whenever one, anytime anyone starts starts a, you know, an apology, uh, a defense of something like that, nothing before the word "but" means anything. So believe in a woman's right to choose. And then he goes in to say that he also believes in a woman's right to choose to choose what woman's wife uh, woman's right to to choose to to murder her child you know do do women have the right to choose to to murder their husbands uh do do you have a right to choose to you know to to kill millions on a holocaust I mean, that you don't have a right to do anything that is inherently evil 
error has no rights and evil has even less. So, so there is no such thing as the right to choose something bad. You know, you have the ability to do it. Women have the ability to do that, but they, they, they don't have a right to do that. No matter, no matter how much some people may say that, no matter how, how many times, you know, our, our so-called government in this country tells you that, no, there is no right to, to choose any such nonsense. There's an ability to do that, but women always had the ability to do that, whether it was with, you know, uh, through illegal means or, or what. They always had the ability to choose to to do heinous things. Everyone has that ability, but there is no right to do that. The Bible is clear. He says the Bible's clear. I know, I know what you're already thinking. We are 30 seconds into this and I've stopped it like four times already. So you're probably wondering if this is going to be a two hour long avoiding Babylon train wreck. And I can't, you know, blame you for thinking that, but we, we, we won't stop it as often here shortly, but I just have a feeling that this guy knows nothing about what the Bible is clear about. He might know one or two, you know, carefully, selected sections that he thinks defends his position, but he doesn't, you know, the, the Bible isn't a collection of verses that stand by themselves. It is salvation history with an overall narrative from the creation of the world to the end of the world. So this guy clearly has, there's no notion of that at all. In Deuteronomy 30 and 19, it tells us that we have a choice. Also notice the lack of people in the pews here. I mean, this is about as empty as your average liberal, you know, Catholic Novus Ordo parish. And uh, judging from the people here, they, it looks like it's about the same demographic, right? You know, older, older women, you know, boomers. There's no, there's no youth here. It looks like these women have a grandchild with them, but obviously no one's buying into this, this message really other than the political class and the liberal class and so forth. I say I put before you life and death. He tells us yes to choose life, but it is our choice. I, I struggle with this position. So at least he acknowledges that abortion is, is death. It is killing someone, right? He, he just said it that, that the Bible in Deuteronomy says that you have the, the choice to choose life or death. So even if, you know, and I have a feeling that was a slip of the tongue, I doubt he actually meant to concede that because the other side never wants to concede that, right? It, you know, the, to them, it's not killing uh, a person. It's not death. It's, it's you know, a, a clump of cells, right? But at least subconsciously, he knows that it's killing, that it's death. Vision. I struggle when I when I was growing up, child. There was no ambiguity. There was no room. I was strictly pro life. But then the bishop messed me up. I think it's funny that he thinks whatever denomination he is and has a bishop. <laughs> but it, anyways, that's besides the point. He put me in churches in the hood, and and then I began to see how disadvantaged the folk were. And I began to see the same people who told black women to have an abortion, didn't care that the child had nutrition, didn't care that the child. So he goes on to make, you know, the straw man, uh, the straw man claim that those people who oppose the murder of children don't care about the children after they're born, you know, and, and, and 
we hear it all the time, right? That that we all we care about is them being born, and then we don't, you know, care about taking care of them afterwards, which is of course absurd because you know those who who oppose the murder of children tend to be those who adopt children at the highest rates. They tend to be those who who um, take care of kids in the the foster system at the highest rates. They tend to be those who donate to um, to women's centers and to pregnancy centers at the highest rates per capita. I mean, it, it's such a nonsensical argument that is completely destroyed by, by any data on the issue, but you, we hear it time and time again. And what it also points to, and what you'll hear the main, his main argument over the next three minutes, is one that it, it, it's not Christian in any sense. This guy calls himself a pastor, right? He, he thinks he's a Christian. He, he quotes from scripture. Yet his worldview is an entire is entirely materialistic. It is not Christian at all. You know, to him, all that all that we should care about is whether we have uh, the right food, if we go to good schools, if we you know have money and can go to to college and grad school and get degrees and be lawyers and have good careers and you know have a nice retirement and so on and so forth. And sure, most of those are are good things and and there's no you know nothing wrong with them at all but to have that worldview where that all that's all that life is that's not christian <laughs> not one bit christ you know christ tells us not to fear those that can kill the body but those that can kill the soul we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to worry about material things we're supposed to worry about our souls you know, we're told to pick up our cross and to follow Christ, who gave up his life for us, who who was poor his entire life, who was tempted by the devil to have any possession he could imagine to, to, to rule the earth. Of course, as God, he could have done so anyways. But regardless, Christ, is, you know, eschewed, eschewed all that and instead lived a life of poverty and sacrifice and gave up his life for us on the cross. And that's what we're called to do. Not worry, you know, if if having kids is going to stop us from getting our master's degree, how flipping ridiculous is that? And yet that's what the next three minutes of this video is going to be more or less. And I just want you to be thinking about that as you listen to him. This doesn't sound like Jesus Christ. This doesn't sound like the apostles, like the saints. It doesn't, it sounds like, like any other materials, like any, you know, any capitalist, any communist, Anyone who subscribes to materialism, it's it's not Christian. And he, he makes that very clear. I had good schools to go to. Didn't care that the child had a good home to go over here. Didn't care anything about the child after it was born. You cannot tell me you care about children before they're born, but you don't give a care about what happens to the child after it's born. Once again, he kind of says the quiet part out loud. He um, he acknowledges, once again, at least subconsciously, that it is a child before it's born. Most of most of those um, with his position, you know, will do everything in their power to to avoid acknowledging that. But you know, you'll see it in the media and in commercials and stuff, where you know, commercials trying to sell items to pregnant women. You know, they'll more than happy to say then that it's a child in the womb. But when it comes to this issue, of course, no, 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 not at all. It's a clump of cells. But you can see that that it is human nature to to acknowledge natural law. And that 
natural loss is that that's a child in the womb. And he acknowledges that. I remember counseling a young woman who grew up in abject poverty, who was struggling just to find enough food to feed the family. And she found herself pregnant. By the way, does it look like he struggles with abject poverty with this nice suit and and watch and and look like a silver or gold bracelet? Man, doesn't look like he struggles with abject poverty either. Pregnant, I believe that the baby was fathered by somebody in her family. I counsel her, of course, to have the baby because I'm pro-life, but she didn't listen to me. She chose to have an abortion. I watched her life as she went on to high school and she went on to finish college. She went on to get her master's degree. She went on to get her doctorate degree. And then she had a child who grew up and now works on Wall Street. Hear that? Like, it's all about getting her college degree, getting her master's degree, getting her doctor's degree. And then she had a child that at that point, that child, that child was was worthy to be born into the world. Right, because of its of its social standing at that point, but the child she was pregnant with before getting her college degree, you know, when she was just a, a another poor black girl, apparently to him that child wasn't that child wasn't worthy of life. You know, at what point? At what point does deciding what human is and is not worthy of life cross from you know that sort of utilitarian bioethics into just outright uh holocaust you know at what point at what point did the did you know the germans in the 30s and 40s cross the line you know when they were getting to decide who and was not a human who was not worthy of life according to this guy you know the child born to a woman with the doctor's degree was worthy of life but the child born to a a poor black girl who with no degree was worthless. And yet, yet those who, who oppose, you know, this sort of, of monstrosity, we're the ones who are called racist. Does, I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. Does it first off? Let, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. The New York times, do you think it's, it's any, uh, coincidence who they who they chose for this or the congregation they chose to show you here no of course not <laughs> there's no coincidence there and yet to him a woman of his own race is worthless without without college degrees without a high paying job you know a child's worthless if the child can't have a job on wall street just unbelievable and so that decision was not my choice because I wasn't in her condition. It wasn't my choice because I didn't live in the hell that she had to go through every day. It wasn't my choice. It was her choice. And I have to say, I'm becoming so sick of this sort of relativism. The idea that you can't decide what's right or wrong unless you're the one in the situation living it is ridiculous. If that was the case, there would be no such thing as laws. There would be no such thing as a legal system. You cannot have a legal system if you cannot clearly say 
what is always right and what is always wrong. If, if you can't say, even though I myself am not in that situation, I myself can say that that is wrong. And <clears throat> when everything becomes relative, nothing has any standing at all. There is no objectivity. Um, nothing matters except, you know, yourself. And relativism is really just individualism taken to another level, right? It's It's all about me, me, me. You know, what I think, what I believe, what I'm living. <clears throat> and it ends in the Holocaust of, you know, 63 million children in the United States of America. And thank God that she made that choice because it was based on her experiences and not mine. Abortion cannot be debated without considering the quality of life in our urban schools. It cannot be debated without considering the high unemployment rate in our community or the disparities in our health care. We cannot talk about abortion without talking about the high rates of infant mortality in our community. We got to talk about it in its totality funny when people say that we got to talk about these things and then when you actually want to have a discussion about the underlying causes and possible solutions to these things no the, at that point they don't want to talk about it they shut you down immediately right when you talk about some of the the long-standing causes of some of these these bigger issues some of the the issues we have in the very fabric of our nation no no one wants to talk about those things especially when it comes to an issue such as this. No, they just want to use these topics as a sledgehammer to, to, to pound you into submission. And you can, you, you can tell that by the, by the way he's saying this, he's just yelling at you in this display, this, this act of, of, you know, making you think that he, he, he's so passionate about it and he cares so much. No, he is screaming at you and hammering you into submission so that you don't actually think about these issues and what's actually causing them. And so that you don't actually realize that these issues have nothing to do with the murder of children. What, what does the quality about urban schools have anything to do with the murder of children? There wouldn't be any urban schools if you murdered all the children. That's about the only connection there is. Give me a break. You know, the people who vocally oppose abortion, the white evangelicals who notice who's being racist here, who don't understand anything about the plight of poor black folk. You know, it's funny he says that because <clears throat> the left likes to point out how the areas of the country that tend to be white evangelical and intend to be um more opposed to this issue uh, tend to actually be very poor areas of the nation. And I have a feeling that these poor white evangelicals probably know a fair amount about the plight of other poor folk from really, you know, similar areas of the country. You know, maybe not everything is about the color of our skin or the, the amount of uh, melanin we have in our skin. Crazy thought, right? I mean, I, I can think of, one, you know, famous uh, African-American who 
had a dream about that. As much as I believe in my heart that we should support life, I said unashamedly, I will never support white legislators making decisions about black bodies. Once again, open racism. Because when white legislators make decisions about black bodies, it don't never turn out well for us. In Matthew 7, 13, enter through the narrow gate. For as wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. I find it incredibly ironic that he chooses this verse, Matthew 7, 13, talking about the narrow, how, how the, you know, the narrow gate leads to heaven, all the, the wide gate leads to, to, you know, eternal damnation. When the, the entire, you know, three to four minutes of, of this up to this point has all about how abortion makes life easy. <laughs> abortion makes life great. Let's you get degrees and have good jobs. And yet he comes he comes out and gives out this verse, which shows exactly why that's a bad thing. That we should be doing the hard things to get through the narrow gate to heaven instead of taking the easy route of murdering our children so we can have whatever we want in our life so that we can then be damned to hell for eternity. And then also, I it just angers me no end that this serpent thinks he can quote sacred scripture. I mean, that just, I, I don't have words for it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that lead to life that only few can find. But at the end of the day, we get to choose the gate. How do we fix this? We vote. We vote for people who are sensitive to the needs and the plight of the poor. We vote. We vote for people who care about our communities and who have walked in our communities. We vote. We have power. We have a choice. And the choice is ours. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Some people should not take the name of Jesus into their mouth at all. And that, that man is one of them. So that's, that's all that I had for you in the video. Um, it's about all the reaction I have. I don't know if I have anything else to say about that video. Other than it's, you know, just the stereotypical um, straw man and ad hominem ar arguments that, uh, that those who oppose the murder of children always hear, right? I mean, it's nothing new, nothing novel, nothing special about it. Um, the only reason it, it, you know, made the New York Times opinion YouTube channel, which I didn't even know was a thing, um, was because because of, of course, it was the message of of the ruling elite um, set out of the mouth of one of their uh, stooges, I guess. Um, you know, one of their servants. So, nothing new. Nothing new ever under the sun, right? So, that's what I have for you. Uh, let me know what you... Um, what do you thought of the video? What do you think about reaction videos in general? If you'd like to see more 
from me or from Anthony or even maybe from the both of us. Though, let's be honest, if him and I do a reaction video together, it really will just be a reaction video from Anthony with me probably drinking heavily, shaking my head at the things that he's saying. Um, but anyways, let me know what you think. Like the video, uh, share it with, with anyone you think it might help or anyone that is maybe in the middle on this issue or anyone that could use um, to have their arguments shed in new light, I guess. Um, and if you haven't, please subscribe to our channel. We are so close to a thousand subs. So please subscribe if you haven't, and please share our channel with, with anyone you think who may enjoy it. Anyways, thank you very much for watching. Have a good night or a good day or whatever time it is. And uh, God bless.